Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. Our podcast today is all about screen time and meal times, something which I think is becoming much more prevalent. And so we've had lots of people asking us about this particular topic. So we thought we would come on and do a whole podcast on it, didn't we, Claire? We did. And I think it's one of those that's kind of going to divide opinion on what we all think. And I think it's probably one of those that everyone probably makes a judgment on when they see children maybe out for dinner with a screen. And then it's actually not always seeing it of why the reason for it might be Mm -hmm. so I think as much as you know we're going to talk about all the different things behind screen time and meal times it is also saying that it is a tricky one and there are times when people will use them and for some children it is kind of an essential element particularly those sometimes with additional needs and things like that so it is just looking at the whole breadth of this one um yeah i think that's interesting isn't it because um i know i've got family that have got a little one who's autistic and um, needs to have an ipad with him all, all times you know and it's kind of an essential thing to kind of keep him level i suppose calm and regulated regulated um and that does make you think actually you do you can't you have to just be careful when you're when you're looking at people and you know not judging which is mm-hmm. what we're all inclined to do <laughs> um, so much um the people have different circumstances and we can't ever know unless we walk in their footsteps kind of thing but i think for what we're going to talk about really today and screen time and meal times this is really kind of getting down into that kind of nitty gritty of the situation where you might have started your little one was playing up around meal times maybe not sitting to the table maybe refusing to eat um all of those sorts of things and that one time you try well let's just put this on a screen whether that be a phone whether that be an ipad whatever it might be um and suddenly your child is sat there calm eating and everything else it's like oh that worked it did work and there's also that real strong this is such a powerful thing is our children eating and our children eating well seems to be very big motivator for all of us you know it means that hopefully you know that if they eat well then they will um grow they will develop they will be happier they will sleep you know, all of those things, there's such a lot linked to food that actually sometimes what can be very overwhelming or powerful for us is the way we can get our children to eat and whatever that might be. Any way possible. Mm. Well, you've been I there, have to haven't say, you? Well, exactly. And I have to say, 
had I had a smartphone when my children were younger, I mean, this is the thing, you see, you didn't have an iPad or no. a smartphone, even like 16 years ago, you know, it's which you can't believe, can you, that how no. much things have changed. But I know for sure <laughs> that mm-hmm. mine, there was so much like that. I can still think of it now, you know, the pressure to get them to eat. And a lot of it, like you say, was... If they don't eat anything, they're going to wake up hungry and then it's you're not going to have any sleep and then it's da 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 and anything to make it easier. So I really do get why, like you say, this happens. And I think that, you know, screens are becoming much more acceptable. You know, I know now going out for meals, you know, just even, you know, with my husband and you look across to the next table and there's a couple and they're both on their phones it happened not long ago I remember looking and thinking oh (laughs) you know there and so you know it's all it's also about children actually seeing other people as well with screens you know when out and about Mm -hmm. and I have my children saying to me all the time I'm you know why don't you allow us to because my friend is allowed to, you know, and that's, you know, that peer pressure and that role modelling can make it even more difficult, can't it? Mm-hmm. And it's really funny you should say that because um, we were out yesterday and we walked past a cafe and it had all glass windows so you could just see the whole thing. Every single person, bar one, who was reading a paper was on their phone. Wow. And that included, so there was like three people sat having a coffee and all three were on their phones. There was a together, couple of people on their own. Together, they were yeah, together. Yeah. Together. Then there was an adult and a child and the child had a phone and the parent had a phone and they were, they were talking and looking at the phones together. But every single person bar one had a phone in their hand. But you say he was reading, well they, he, she was reading a newspaper. But is that yeah. different? To, to being on a screen you know they're still I mean I suppose they were on their I own it, weren't they yeah yeah and I think you know and it was funny because James even commented and said oh my goodness is reading the paper the unusual thing to do now like is that what because he was instantly like oh there's only one person reading the paper and I was like it's it's that isn't it and you know our children have to be they're coming they're being brought up with screens screens aren't going anywhere no and so actually screens it's not that thing of saying oh my goodness never give them a screen blah 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 it's not that no it's turning around and going where do screens fit within our lives and our world and i have to say probably in the last couple of months i've become really conscious of my having my phone on the table if we've gotten out for dinner or checking my phone through dinner because I'm actually now aware that it's like oh that's just if I read it and I go on something I'm probably going to reply to it and whoever sat across from me isn't getting my attention well it definitely is just distracting definitely Mm -hmm. distracting like I said to you yesterday I went out with my friend and the problem is my phone wasn't on the table, but I've got my Apple Watch. My Apple Watch buzzed. I saw it. It was a message. I thought, oh, I'll have a look. And then immediately it's on your mind and you think, and actually, really, what I should have done is muted my watch and mm-hmm. everything. Because really, that person opposite you, particularly, you know, you're going out for something. 
they deserve your attention. And that's the same for our children. So when we talk about screen time and meal times for our children, which we'll get into a bit more, mm. it is also the other way around. And it's mm. us using our screens whilst our children are eating. Because very often it's the time when we sit down, we might have a cup of tea because it's their dinner time and it's a bit early for us to eat. So we tend to sit down and it can be the first time we've sat down. And so we can pick up the phone do a quick check through, read our messages, go back to people, sort something out. And that can be that child's whole meal time. So it is also being quite conscious of those things as well. This isn't just children's use of screens. It's, it's just general mm. home use of screen and when we go out and things like that. So we're role modelling that. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm not perfect at it. Like, I will check my phone. And I am mm. really annoyed when I've done it. Because you're like, oh, what, why is it such an obsession? Mm. And actually, yeah, got to get better at it. Mm. Absolutely. And I was saying that to Rich the other day is we, we have a rule of no phones at the dinner table unless, and this is an interesting one, unless we're having a conversation about something which needs something, a research. <laughs> so somebody goes... <laughs> Yeah, what's the, the question is da, 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 da. nobody knows the answer. And so we go, okay, somebody can have a look. They have a little look and then it goes away again. But, you know, there's kind of like that rule. But we were saying, what will it be like in the future? Will Ben and Amy allow their children to have screens? Because we don't know what, you know, the future holds in that respect. But I suppose the thing to start off with is why... Why is it not a good thing necessarily to have a screen and that whole, um, you know, the child is given the screen potentially mm -hmm. to so that they can eat, they concentrate on their food and they don't kick off about anything particularly because, you know, they're getting frustrated with something, you know, all of those things. They're not getting bored. They're not, you know, yeah. all those sorts of things. So I think the best way to kind of look at it is it's a bit like if we have a TV dinner. Do you remember those days when that was a massive thing? Like yeah. sitting in front of the TV to eat something. That was my generation. I feel like so old. Yeah. <laughs> but it was such a treat because treat. it was very much you sat to the table. Like I remember the time when it was normally when I was poorly, I was allowed to have a tray with my tea or my dinner or my lunch on it and I could stay sitting in the sitting room and watch tv um and to be honest it's still a little bit like that in a lot of ways because you know it was always come to the table and it's a conversation and things like that when we are watching a screen and that's whether that's tv whether it's a phone whether it's you know a, a tablet whatever it might be ultimately what we're doing is our brain is focusing on what we're watching and so we're doing unconscious eating it goes in and we just don't really notice what's going in so we're not really relating to our hunger cues we don't really go hmm I just ate that really quickly and now I'm I'm full it's kind of like oh it's gone hmm or nah I don't really want it because you haven't kind of enjoyed the flavours. You haven't really noticed what you've eaten. It's just been that thing. And actually, it kind of switches the brain off to actual eating because we are mm. meant to concentrate on it. 
we are meant to be enjoying it and we all know that we tend to go on screens and everything else to kind of watch something and our brain goes into a different state to what it would be if we were sat at a meal table having conversation engaging with food we kind of you know our brains are inactive when we're on screens we're getting a bit of a dopamine hit and so actually our body is a bit confused because are we getting the dopamine hit from the screen Mm. or are we getting it from food and if we're not getting it from food very unlikely we're getting from food because we're focusing purely on that screen Mm -hmm. and so we're not trusting that we're reading those hunger cues it's that okay you know do you want any more and sometimes when you're talking to children who do use screens at mealtimes it's like oh are you still hungry and you can very often see them go i, I don't know i mm. i don't know because actually i've eaten and not realized or i've not really eaten because i'm focusing on this now so i was hungry but now i don't know if i am hungry and so it's kind of giving those mixed messages the other thing is when we're at a table watching a screen or you know not necessarily at the table we're we're not having those conversations we're not engaging we're not kind of doing that whole what was your day like to you know even with our little ones our tiny babies who start that weaning process after you know that six month mark having those conversations about what's happened today um they're not necessarily going to answer you back but if that becomes a routine of their every day there will be a day they answer back and it's like i did this and I did, and and very often meal times are the time where you are going to hear things about their day, or things that bother them, or things that they've learnt, or things they want to know. Um, because actually, it allows that time for you to have those conversations. It's not going to be every day. Don't get me wrong. I'm fully aware that some days, doing lunch or dinner is like right. Come on, let's go. But um it is really important that those meal times are not seen as purely getting food into us mm. and that's us and our children yeah i mean our the only time that we speak to our teenagers really truly mm-hmm. because they're either at college or they're in their room working. or you know working or yeah is at dinner time mm-hmm. but you are also very kind of that is a thing for you that they do join you for dinner and Mm. they do do it quite willingly now they do but this is what I'm saying is that that's because like you've just said from being very very little you know from weaning we would sit with them like you say we wouldn't have anything to eat and I, I think you know like I said it was easier for me in that I didn't have the phone as a temptation because we didn't really have smartphones then um but you know that what i'm saying is it if it's set as a kind of habit and it's something that they expect and and now they really enjoy you know sometimes we always as you know we always ask them what their favorite bit of the day is and you know sometimes it's our chat at dinner and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, you know, that's so nice because they actually sometimes we sit there as you know, sometimes you we've long finished and we just have one of our chats. And I think, you know, they, they get a lot from that. We get a lot from that. It's but builds our relationship. But at the same time, weirdly, if you're having a really good chat 
And I know this probably is going against what you said, but if you're having a really good chat, you almost are a little bit of unconscious eating thrown in mm -hmm. as well, you know, but, but but it's not interrupted. And you are also very often when you're all sat around and you're eating, you're eating the same thing typically on the whole, mm -hmm. but there's a likelihood that you go, oh, this is really nice. Oh, can I have a bit more of that? Or, oh, you know, can I have some of that because if you're serving self-serving and things like that but those conversations come out you know one whenever I've done training with regards to around food and meal times is always take if you go to someone's house for sort of dinner and it's you know that dinner where they bring out the cheese board I know that's not for you um because you're not a no, for me but, <laughs> yeah no um, they like cheese no I like the biscuits though the Oh, well, there we go then. Um, so, but if you think about a cheese board, very often it gets put in the middle of the table, everyone takes of it, and then you sit around it and everyone picks from it as they're kind of chatting away and engaging. But there's an enjoyment around the food. There's an acknowledgement that you're eating that nice cheese and biscuits, but you're also having that conversation. And that's what's missing when we put something like a screen in place. Well, it's often peppered, isn't it? It's peppered between you having the conversation and you going, oh, that brie's really nice. Or have you mm. tried that cheddar or whatever it is? You know, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? And it's having those conversations with our children. Mm. So it's kind of going, oh, this, I really like this bread. It tastes, you know, I really like the seeds on it. And that's all language development. That's all just you know when they grow up and they start going out for dinner with their friends and things like that you want them to have those social skills around the table those that ability to engage with their food and in and ultimately the biggest thing is to know when they are full when they are hungry and to know their limits mm -hmm. and have a healthy association with food and mm -hmm. a meal time um that's kind of what you're aiming to with mm -hmm. regards to that and there'll be good days and there'll be bad days we peak and trough with our food as in that you know ultimately some days we're really hungry and we eat really well other days don't really fancy mm. it and that's okay but the problem is when we potentially have a screen at every meal time that then in a way kind of deflects and what it does is it confuses mm. the brain the body and it becomes, it can become a battleground because it's, nope, I'm not eating until I get my iPad or I'm not doing it until I watch. It's funny though, isn't it? Because that's what you're trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. So actually what, you, you know, in the beginning, potentially you're trying to avoid, I don't want that. I don't want to sit here, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I don't like that, etc. But actually, and so then initially, it's very much funny, isn't it? It's one of these things where initially a screen will help because yeah. initially you can get past that and it's like, oh, that works, that's good. Mm -hmm. But then you get to the point where you go, oh, actually, Granny and Grandpa are here. They really want to talk to you today. So we're not going to have our screen today. And then you get um, that mm -hmm. kind of behaviour because you can't have the screen then. Then it kind of backfires in some respects sometimes doesn't it if you then yep. want to try and try and change it up a little bit mm -hmm. and it's quite confusing because it becomes a habit so it becomes something that if I can't why can't I have it today if I mm. have it all the other days it that's what I need in order to be able to eat and so 
And I think it's kind of not fair, really, is it either then? <laughs> no, it's a bit confusing for them. But mm. it's, you know, we I went out for dinner with my best friend and her two. Um, and one of them is seven and one of them is six months. And the seven year old, you know, brought a whole rucksack of pens um, and paper and her maths books and things like that. Because there's not that conversation about having a screen. Now she's sat next to me. We've got the six month old who's just started weaning and we're all eating together. And interestingly, the six month old starts to kind of watch what we're all doing. So then wants a bit of ours and it was like, okay, that's fine. Um, but my best friend and I are having a conversation and the seven year old, you know, is listening. I know, you know, we're very conscious she's listening. So we're being very, but then joins in. But what she's doing is seeing our conversation and engaging with that. And I think that's another thing to be a little bit more aware of is, you know, we can put noise cancelling headphones on because they want to be able to listen to whatever they're watching. But the problem with that is they can't actually hear the rest of the conversation that's going on around that table. And sometimes they will engage and ask a question. Well, what is that? What do you mean by that? Typically, it's, who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, again, it's that whole learning cycle, isn't it? Of sitting at the table and being around other people. But that's interesting, isn't it? Because like you said, she had all her colouring things and her maths books. But the difference with having, like, giving a colouring... We always used to give, you know, things to colour and draw and write and things like that. But the difference with that is that they are not so transfixed and there are no headphones and they can dip in and out. So if they yes. are a bit like, oh, this is a bit boring adult conversation, if you're out or, you know, well, even mm -hmm. if you're at home, potentially, mm -hmm. you know, they can dip in and out of that. Whereas with the screen, it's all consuming, isn't it? Yes. So that's the difference. I yeah. mean, that's a bit like the newspaper man in the cafe. Actually, mm -hmm. it would have been, you know, if everybody was in there with headphones on watching their screens, which I know they weren't, but if they were, then he would be potentially much more aware of what was going on and dipping in and out of his newspaper. Mm -hmm. It's not such a kind of medium where you're just focused on that one thing, is it? And I think, you know, I'll be completely honest. There are times when I'm on my phone and I'd love to palm it off that it's work. But I'm on my phone, I'm scrolling, and people can have a conversation with me, and I can actually come out of that conversation going, I don't remember a word you just said. Because I just... Oh, I do it all the time. Oh, yeah. And you suddenly go, what did they tell me? Now, I'm a grown adult. Yeah. And I know <laughs> that I have... That's so wrong for me. But if we're having a conversation with our children and they're just going, mm, yeah, mm, mm, and there's no kind of coming, they're not going to remember that conversation. No. no. Because if I can't, then a yeah, the child is not. really not going to in the same way. So... So what can we do then? Because obviously, like I've I've introduced, let's say I'm the parent. I've I have I've my children. Yeah. I've introduced a screen. I don't. And, and now you're saying to me all these things, and I'm I'm thinking actually, perhaps I don't want them to have a screen. So what can I do? And I think it's like don't despair. Like there's always a way out of these things. There's always a way to kind of. It, it may have helped you in that moment that you needed it to help you. And now it's probably maybe causing you more issues than it's helping. And 
that's okay. Like, it happens. And so I'm not, this is absolutely not going what we, you know, you should have never introduced a screen at mealtimes. It's like, oh, do you know what? I've I've seen so many um, Mm. examples of it. It happens. It's not the end of the world. So basically what we would always do with the work that we would do with the family to kind of wean back and get that enjoyment back into meal times and everything else is it's it's gradual you can't go cold turkey because it's just gonna not be pleasant for any of you but it might be that you start your meal time but you delay giving the screen now this might be at the beginning it might be by one minute and that sounds nothing but it's just that you psychologically going no so I've put the plate down. I've talked to them about what's on the plate. I've sat down. I'm having something as well. Okay, then we put the iPad on or whatever. I keep saying iPad, but obviously, you know, any device. Other screens are available. Only other <laughs> screens are available. Um, and so then you do that. Then maybe the next day or next couple of days, you go up to, you delay it by two minutes, three minutes. Um And then slowly you start to do it. So you start to have a little bit more conversation or a little bit more of delay tactics. And then slowly what you do is wean it completely off. Now this could take a little bit of time. It could take, you know, don't take too long in doing it because we can get a bit stuck and be like, no, we're we're edging. You've kind of got to go with it. Now you can move screen time to another part of the day. If you're happy for your child to have a screen and they love having it, if it works for you and your family, that's fine. Obviously being careful of the age group and, you know, there is recommended amounts of screen time for children, but that's not what this podcast is all about. Um, And it's kind of going, okay, we have it before dinner or we have it after dinner where where it fits for you guys and what works for you but it you know it's not saying go completely off it but start to wean it back and start to not have it at meal times it is going to require you being kind of there to guide them through it to kind of change that meal time you might have some tricky meal times because there's resistance and that's okay you know mm-hmm. it's okay to kind of go one thing i would say is Try not to make changes to everything and try and be... So if you are doing this, make sure whatever you're offering them, there is at least one or two options on the plate that they actually like. Mm -hmm. Because if you suddenly decide today's the day you're going to try fish pie and you know they don't like fish pie and it's the day you've Unless they've got a screen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And suddenly you decide, actually, this will be the day we don't use a screen. It's not going to work for any of you. Um, It might be that looking at your routine well sometimes we can go down a bit of a kind of we can get into a bit of a rut with meal times so it can be you know what's your routine what builds them up to know that food's coming you know does it just suddenly appear so it's suddenly you know right okay it's lunchtime and mm-hmm. they're like what so you know it's saying oh we're having this for lunch and i need you to go and wash your hands and then could you help me lay the table you know that builds them to going okay mealtime's coming and those hunger cues start coming hopefully um and is it getting them more invested in the meal as well yeah 
but it's not yeah you, know, you don't have to cook with them every day you don't have no to no 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 make shapes out of the sandwiches every single day it's it's just Thank changing God for up that. a little bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think it's, you know, it can feel quite overwhelming of, oh my goodness, I've got to make it fun and I've got to... But it's simple things, you know, even if you want, if it's like a, you know, sandwiches and that sort of lunch, then put a blanket down on the floor and have a carpet picnic. It yeah. doesn't all have to be at the table in a formal setting. It can be, you know in lots of our blogs we talk about you know it can be in a den it can be in a different room it can be out of funny containers you know make a packed lunch even though Mm. you're staying at home those sorts of things because actually you want them to engage in that than necessarily kind of thinking that the screen is going to be what Mm -hmm. is the most exciting part um and it's also you know things such as sharing plates so it might be that you all pick off the same plate if you're eating with your child at the time. Um, and so, and the other thing is, don't make mealtimes too long. I think what we mm. can find is if they are watching a screen, they are very happy to sit there for much, much longer than they would if they were fat eating a meal with no distraction. And so that sometimes is where we end that's where we can see it coming in because it actually means we can go out for dinner and it can be a good hour where your little one isn't you know worried about sitting there because they're watching a screen um but realistically you know again it's looking at how to kind of make those meal times interesting but not boring to the point where they start to fidget and it starts to become a negative so it might be for your for those first few weeks that the meal time is five minutes because mm-hmm. um, you want it to be a positive experience it might be that it's you know 10 minutes but I think once you start hitting up to 20 to 30 minutes in those you know particularly the under fives anything probably over that 20 to 30 minutes is probably a little bit too long for them to be sat there they probably get fidgety but what would you suggest in terms of going out then it's again taking things to engage them so it might be sticker books it might be coloring the amount of times i've played noughts and crosses such a simple game and you just keep repeating it yeah (laughs) um and so things like noughts and crosses are great for certain age groups um there's the water water coloring books um so you're not having to take you know all those sorts of things out uh sticker books are always quite a win while you're waiting for a meal we always and we still do a little bit because however much however old children get it can still be quite but even even for us while you're waiting for your food it can be quite boring can't it Mm -hmm. but you know even now we'll take a pack of cards with us and obviously again like you say it's a bit age dependent but there's cards for all different ages Mm -hmm. you know card games and just have a quick game before you know before it starts and actually it's surprising how quickly that makes things go the time well it's things like top trumps um a game of snap for your younger ones you know take uno it might be taking things fuzzy felts they're great because they you know again it's not card game but we actually went out for dinner with our godchildren over christmas and they'd been given a pack of cards which was would you rather and so oh, yeah, things, oh, good. So 
would you rather, I think one of them was, <laughs> was for me, uh, would you rather a holiday in the Caribbean or backpacking around Europe? Oh, well, um, backpacking around Europe every time, Claire, eh? Absolutely. But, <laughs> but my, my godson was like, it's definitely not going to be backpacking, is it, Aunt Claire? And I was like, no. no. But no. that led into a massive conversation about... I was just going to say, that's it. That would prompt, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yep. And he's like, why wouldn't you? And then it led into, you know, all of us saying, actually, it would have been amazing to go travel. And when you get older, go travel, see the world, you know. And they're like, where would we go? And so it led on to loads of things from one card. And I know this sounds all really easy yeah. in theory. And then you get to the meal. But I think don't go to meal, don't go to places that, you know, initially if your child is a bit more fidgety or a bit go to places that are designed for children yeah and that actually you're not going to be worried about the noise they make or you know the amount of times that we've gone i've gone with friends to restaurants that have soft play centers on the side of them because they can go yeah. off to soft play and we can sit in do you know what it's not the most quiet relaxing meal you're ever going to have however they have fun we can chat and it kind of works well and also when they've had had quite a bit of exercise they then come back and go i'm really hungry mm -hmm. and they're kind of like you know psyched up for the meal then aren't they and it makes that makes a big difference too yep so and i would say you know those sorts of things getting the uh, the wiggles out before a meal time <laughs> so doing something physical before whether it's in the house whether it's going out to the park whatever it might be because actually again getting that out means they're probably going to be more mm. able to sit and eat a meal rather than um you feeling like they're constantly fidgeting and that's when putting the screen on makes it easier because they sit still and it is also about having the realistic expectations, isn't it? In terms of, I'm talking about going out now. Because sometimes yep. we think, and actually, if you've got a screen and they can just sit and watch it for hours and hours and hours. But then if you mm -hmm. think about the implications of that, it's almost a bit like winding it back and going, not really. If, why do we need to take our little one on this meal if we're going to be there and we just want to chat to our friends is it best to try and redress and have another look at how we're going to do this maybe they come to the house so the children can go off and play while we sit mm -hmm. and carry on and have a chat it's just trying to think about those things isn't it without necessarily mm -hmm. resorting immediately to the screen to, to help and i would say you know nothing's going to be in you know an instant quick fix they're not suddenly no. going to sit at the table and not fidget and not say no. they don't like it and that it's horrible and all those things that they will naturally do at some point but it's going okay this is where we are this is an absolute life skill that we're having to teach about mealtimes social interactions all of those things if you can look at it in the same way that you help them to walk talk crawl all those things actually sitting at a meal table eating and engaging with people at the meal table is a life skill then it does help kind of put some focus on it rather than it being a process because when it becomes a process it's very easy to find things to go actually let's just put the ipad on because i can then whiz and do the washing i can put something on in you know i can go and grab this i can go and do this um or I can sit and check 
I can do a bit of work whilst mm-hmm. you're doing this. And as hard as it is, it in the long term, it mm-hmm. probably has a knock off. Yeah. Well, I think that's um, screens and screen times, screen time and meal times. That's mm. not a very catchy title, is it? No. That's um, that covered. But we have actually also got a blog on this as well, where a lot of the points are summarised and we don't ramble on as much. So you can quick, you have to listen again. You can just go back and have a look at that. You can talk for yourself. I don't ramble on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we really hope you found that helpful and as with everything nothing is unfixable so please don't worry and also please don't worry if this is what you've done and this is you know what's happened because we're all human that's everything for today thanks for listening if there's something you'd like us to talk about we'd love you to get in touch and let us know find us on facebook and instagram at bespoke family or head to our website the links are in our show notes make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear we're bex and claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of newborn to teen and everything in between see you then bye